Time for the second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, a little Braves conversation and this day in Braves history. Also, back by popular demand, the great voice of the Nashville Predators, Pete Weber, will be joining us. Also, wild and wacky Wednesday. No coincidence there. This is Main Street Sports today on this Wednesday, April 13th. Hump day. Back to the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yow, joined by Mo Patton. And that was the voice of J.P. Plant, who is on the controls back in the Berg. Um, Mo, let's go ahead and get this uh, day in Braves history out of the way because it comes from uh, not too long ago. Relatively speaking, April 13th, 2011, Chipper Jones' solo home run in the bottom of the ninth spoiled the Marlins' bid for a shutout, Florida settling for a 5-1 victory at Turner Field. The home run gave Jones 1,500 career RBI, making him the third switch hitter in, in Major League Baseball history to reach that milestone behind Mickey Mantle's 1509 and Eddie Murray's 1917. So... Congrats to Chipper on this day, what, 11 years ago. There it is. The Hall of Famer. The Hall of Famer, Chipper Jones. Braves got a big win last night. Offense came alive. And, you know, not unsurprisingly, we, we said this, I said this earlier, pitchers that the Braves have seen, they typically have an eye for, especially Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin has not been good against the Braves in his last seven starts. He's oh. 0-7 with like a 14 ERA. <laughs> so well, it didn't come down last and it night. It didn't come That's down last sure. night, no doubt. Yeah, what 16-4 victory last night. Um Ozuna with a couple of home runs. Um Bryce Elder gets his first major league victory in his major league debut. Jackson Stevens with three innings of relief. Gets the save in a twelve in a twelve run game, so good for him. But um, yeah, sixteen runs on nineteen on nineteen hits. They scored. The Braves did in what in one two three four five in six of their eight at bats, and scored multiple runs in five of those. So, hmm. so shows you what the offense is capable of. Now. Replicating it, apparently. Not the case. No. But we do need to give Bryce Elder his his due because Bryce Elder did look fantastic last night. Uh, had a had a great outing, got a little gas late. And you know, that's as somebody posted on Twitter, elders do get a little tired after nine. After nine. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Elder goes five and two thirds, allows six hits, three runs all earned, no walks, four strikeouts. Two jacks. But the back-to-back home runs were when he was up 12-1, to 1, I think. You, you pitch a little differently, especially when nobody's on, mm-hmm. and you're up by 10 runs. Yep. You, you're trying to you're trying even harder to throw strikes sure. at that point. Yeah, because let you the know, defense work. The last thing you want to do when you're up like that is walk people. Right. Yeah. That's that's how you really earn the, the ire of your pitching coach and your manager. So. Yeah, no question. It's like, listen, give up solo home runs 
all you need to right now. Just just get it over the plate. Not everybody's going to hit one out. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, and then we got <coughs> well, we got to see D, D Strange Gordon throw some pitches, which was hilarious. The, the 81 mile an hour pitch that he threw to um, I think it was Matt Olson was hilarious because nobody saw that coming. I mean, he, he'd been throwing 58, 61, and then he had two strikes. It was two and two count on, on Olsen, and then he burns one by him. Put him away, 80, huh? 81 on the inside, uh, just inside. So he, he ended up walking him. But, man, had he got him with that 81, I don't know what you would have done. You just like, well. He could burn that speedball by you, huh? Well, Travis Darno said he throws gas. Did you see that Instagram <laughs> post? It was phenomenal. Uh, so you know, it, it, it was a great game last night. Enjoyable. Um, you know, Jack Morris used to say, "Fellas, I've never lost with ten runs." So there you go. And neither has Bryce Elder. And neither has Bryce Elder. But uh, Max Freed, another not great outing, but not terrible outing. Yeah, I think uh, you know, seven hits is not what you want to see. Three earned runs, uh, and five and a third. Braves had just two hits on the day. Mm-hmm. No, three hits. I'm sorry. They got the third hit in, in the ninth. ninth um, right before Marcelo Zuna grounded into a game-ending double play. Right. Yeah. Tough day. Yeah, but And now you go on the road. It's not fun to, to deal with the road trips, but perhaps getting out of the Truist Park and getting out of the gold uniforms will help. You don't think they were gold on the road? I probably wouldn't. I mean, based on what we've seen so far. (laughs) I don't think it's the uniforms. I just think it's early in the year, and I think it's that you still don't have number 13 out there yet. Which is going to make a massive difference in that lineup. I I mean, if Marcelo Zuna is able to replicate what he's done in the first few games here throughout the season, Matt Olson's able to replicate. The only two players in the National League with multiple three-hit games are Marcelo Zuna and Matt Olson. So if there if those two stay hot and you get Acuna back into the leadoff spot, get Albies into a place and Rosario into in into a spot where they know they're gonna be. I mean, one through six, really one through seven, even Duval and Darno, look unbeatable. I mean, you're going to score runs with those seven guys. And and you'll once Acuna is back on the field, you'll be able to somewhat solidify the DH position as well, which only leaves Dansby. Dansby. Which has been well last night had two had two hits. So, you know, hopefully that'll help him get jump started. Something needs to get him jump started. It's 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 been a rough Dansby has never started well, ever. Well, he had that one year that he had worked with Chipper in spring in spring training, and he was really staying on that slider pretty well. And then he and going oppo with it. Mm-hmm. And then he um, injured his foot, I think, and never could get back to there. But um, it's it's glaring it's at time. this point his his offensive. His lack of consistency offensively. Oh, he's been pretty consistently bad. But, no, I I know what you mean. Consistently good. Mm -hmm. It's just not been there. And so, you know, if it just takes him some time, that's fine. His glove is really good. But I don't think Arcea's is that much worse. So, and as well as he's been hitting in the DH spot, I don't know why you don't just 
hit him. Throw him out there. Play him. I mean, who knows? Again, at some point, you're going to have to sit Dansby just to get him out, get of, him out of his head. Yeah. Maybe this road trip will help. It does sometimes. So. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Pete Weber of the Nashville Predators joins us. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Join us back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Big win last night for the Nashville Predators as they get a much-needed two points win. An overtime victory on a a shot that wasn't even supposed to be a shot, Mo. Legit, dude. Ryan Johansson was trying to go back door and it just so happened to get deflected, goes into the net. Preds win. <laughs> You'd rather be lucky than good, right? Sometimes, sometimes. So uh, I'm curious, you know, if the radio play by play voice was sur- as surprised as Ryan Johansson was that that puck went in. And mm-hmm. we, we're joined now by Pete Weber, who is, in fact, the radio play by play voice. Pete, uh, was it surprising to you to see that one go in? Well, the way the game had gone to that point, guys, and the Predators 
And the Sharks both had so many just gorgeous scoring opportunities that they could not convert. I'd have to say I'd be surprised if any. I was actually anticipating that it was going to be a shootout. And Mark Borowiecki, broken mouth and all, after getting cross-checked in the face on Sunday afternoon in Pittsburgh, that he would be the last shooter in the shootout, and he'd go down and make some glorious behind-the-back move and win the game that way. So in, in that sense, I guess I was surprised. But the way that uh, Johansson and Eckholm have been working together, uh, not shocked, certainly. Well, you know, I, I, I was – after UC's – uh, miracle save. I was just sure Which one? that. Well, the 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 last one where he did the entire splits. Yes, from post he to post. Like Harmon Killebrew there, didn't he, Mo? I, I, <laughs> it was. I, I like the way you referenced me on that one, since you know Chris didn't see him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's that. I, I mean, you know, it just felt like that the Preds were finally destined to get one to go their way. It did seem that way, and, and there was, you know, both games over the weekend where they got just one point out of a possible four. Both games, they probably played well enough to deserve to win. Last night, they definitely did, and finally, it came through for them. But it was almost like uh, somebody had put a, a top on the basketball rim like they seemed to do in the fourth quarter last night uh, for the Clippers. Yeah, outshot um, San Jose 41-25, didn't yeah. go to the box. Uh, but for 16 minutes, which is – that's the type of thing that has to happen for Nashville for them to be successful uh, throughout the rest of this season. But with Dallas on their heels, Pete, yeah, you know what, what do – what do the Predators have to do to keep from going to Colorado in the first round? Keep winning. And that's <laughs> – I know it sounds very simplistic, but that's exactly what they have to do. So – the next challenge is Edmonton tomorrow night. They might be a little bit owly coming in here after a loss in their game last night. And uh, the Predators have not had a great deal of success in the last uh, number of games against Edmonton. They've gone 0-4-1 against them, their last five outings. So this is an Edmonton team that can cause an awful lot of damage. And uh, the games have been tight, but still the Oilers, with those fantastic scorers in uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl have been able to prevail over the course of the last uh, year and a half. The The problem with this schedule, Mo, the Oilers have more wins. The Blues have more wins. The Flames have more wins. The Lightning have more wins. The Wild have more wins. We play the Flames again. The Avalanche, of course, have more wins. Two of the remaining games this month do the Predators have against teams with worse records? But one, two, three, four, five, six of those games are at Bridgestone, right. including last night being the first of five in a row at home. So even though you are you are playing teams that you are looking up at in terms of win totals, you you've got to make this home ice advantage work for you. Absolutely, that, there's no there's no question about that. And of those home games. Remaining two are against Calgary, which I think has been the number two scourge team in the Western Conference, behind and sometimes even with Colorado. And they have one more game at home left with Minnesota. And we saw what Minnesota did last night to Edmonton. They play a heavy game, and they are a heavily skilled team as well. 
speaking with Pete Weber, the voice of the Nashville Predators here on Main Street Sports today. Um, again, this next four games at home and as Nashville tries to make this final push and, and you say keep winning and, and yeah, it, it does sound simple, but they've definitely um, got their work cut out for them as Chris just pointed out. It certainly does not it, it certainly easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> Much easier said, as I think the case in all sports, to be without question. <laughs> well, you know, home ice for these predators is has has been kind of their their go to. I mean, you you, yeah. you look at the historically, this team has played really well at Bridgestone because, well, the fans show up and the fans make a difference. So. You you've got to have that uh, starting tomorrow night against these Oilers. Well, I'm going to say continuing tomorrow night <laughs> against yes. the Oilers. They they have to do it that way. That that is, and the Oilers are a club that have high level talent. They have added a few extra pieces around since then, but they still don't have the. This is the Edmonton Oilers. Sometimes we got to question what they can accomplish on the defensive side of the game. Uh, it, one of the things that we talked about on this show, Pete, is when the Tennessee Volunteers went to Kentucky and mm-hmm. had a rough night, to say the least. And, you know, it, it certainly seems like sometimes when you're honoring your big time contributors throughout history, your team seems to play a little bit better. Well, April 17th, they will honor Terry Crisp, and hopefully the Preds will play just a little bit better and take down the Blues. That would be very nice. It's interesting because the Blues are, as far as Terry's personal history is concerned, where he got his first regular job in the NHL as an expansion team in 1967. He played there five years. The first three years, they went to the cup final the way the league was set up then. They didn't win a game, but they were in the cup final, and Terry had just gone back to the bench before Bobby Orr scored his flying-through-the-air overtime goal, and then Blues coach Scotty Bowman had given Crispy the assignment of covering his homie, Robert Gordon Orr, so he was very thankful that he was on the bench when Bobby (laughs) Orr scored the cup winner. Wasn't me. <laughs> I had my man, as uh, as it was said to uh, somebody after Willie Mays made the great catch in center field in the World Series. Don Liddell came in, left-hander, pitched against Vic Wirtz, and he got that 480-foot fly ball that Willie Mays was able to haul in miraculously. And then <laughs> they made the change, and he goes, hey, I got my man. You you go ahead and get this next guy. Just a long out. <laughs> it's just a long, long out. Long out. That's it. Uh, throughout the rest of the month, uh, Pete, what what can uh, what what's going on in at Bridgestone that fans can be excited about? I, I know open house is later this month. Yeah. Uh, so what else is going on? What what kind, what can we expect down on Broadway? Well, just honoring Terry on Sunday, and this is going to be a very emotional time for me because we were together every day at this outset of the franchise on radio and television. And uh, it's very difficult for me to imagine going in there and 
maybe Terry wouldn't be there that particular day because he is retired. I mean, uh, we have uh, had a great relationship over the years that grew greatly and quickly, almost instantaneously, because Jerry Helper, who was our director of communications and has just retired from the team, he had this instinct that the two of us would have pretty good chemistry. And I think probably Jerry should have been hired by the Dow Chemical Corporation after that one because <laughs> it worked out extraordinarily well, still does to this point in time. So I'm really looking forward to the weekend. I hate to sound like I'm uttering coach speak to you, but I'm only, I'm only <laughs> thinking one honoring at a time. <laughs> well, Terry Crisp, the National Sports Media Association's broadcaster of the year to go along yes. with our very own Mo Patton, who is the uh, sports writer of the year. So that's exciting. And uh, perhaps one day, Pete, uh, we'll, we, can, we can honor Mo at the Preds game. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I mean, I, I thought that we were going to have even more people. I thought that we'd have quite the throng for the Sports Writer of the Year Award last year, Mo, that I was lucky enough to come over to the banquet for. Well, hopefully we will we will have a throng. I don't I don't know how much of a throng it'll be, but um I'm looking forward to that and and looking forward to hanging out with Crispy. That that in itself will be Yes worth the price of admission there's no question there uh pete before we let you go just want yes. to uh to say you know we, we appreciate you and uh and everything that you have done for us here at main street sports today it's, it's been it's been a pleasure to hang out with you uh, throughout the season and hopefully we'll get to get back with you uh before and during the playoffs yeah let's do something during the playoffs if we possibly can and let's keep that going as long as we can uh, yes they're, they're trying to get in just get into it right now but i'm not gonna pull back on this one in 2017 which team was the last mm-hmm. team to make the playoff field and which that's team right. went to the cup final hey just get in that's right once get once you're there anything can happen zero and zero baby yeah all you that's gotta right. do is get in get into the playoffs Pete, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, and uh, look forward to to talking to you again soon. Thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate it, boys, and uh, keep on doing the great job on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this this Predators team has been a – talk about lack of consistency. It, it's been kind of a weird year. You know, you know Joe Rex wrote of The Athletic had a nice article earlier this week, maybe um, – Sunday or Monday, just talking about all of the individual accomplishments. And we've kind of talked about it here on the show, Mm -hmm. all of the individual accomplishments that, that the Preds have, have accounted for and the awards that they are probably going to be in consideration for once the season ends. But the, the team success that you would expect to go with that hasn't quite been there for whatever reason. And it's really kind of tough to put a finger on why. I think what we got was a lot of a lot of production out of those guys during that really long winning streak that the entire city of Nashville was <laughs> was having earlier in the year. But also, I mean, it, it just seems like they there have been some players who have been consistent all year, and and, and you see perhaps getting his second wind now, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you've got to have for this team to be successful 
uh, throughout the rest of this month because, again, this is going to be a difficult month uh, ahead. And we've we've seen him put this team on his back. We have seen him do that. And and that's the thing. But it's just like, man, you look at the schedule and you go, okay, if there's ever a team that's going to play to its competition, this team needs to do it right now. Mm -hmm. So. Should be fun. All right, uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break, Mo, and uh, come back because you know Wild and Wacky Wednesday gets. I told you before the before before this last segment that uh, I've I've got some crazy ones. So it it's is a it's going to be wild and wacky. It's going to be a saying. lot of fun here in the next segment. So y'all stick around. Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, comes back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Main Street today is your half-hour coffee break with Miss Devin O'Day featuring lifestyle, inspiration, and entertainment news. Main Street Today airs live weekdays at 11 a.m. Central, or you can catch it on demand on all the Main Street media social platforms, including highlights on Instagram at Main Street Today Radio. Take your daily golfy break with Devin O'Day on Main Street Today weekdays at 11 a.m. on Main Street media social platforms. 
Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. A couple things. One, the weather is supposed to get pretty rough tonight uh, at some point, and then it has moved several uh, sporting events up in time. So make sure to check on Twitter or check with your local coaches or uh, administrators on the times for games. But I, I wanted to mention that because did, did you happen to see the weatherman who like stopped his weather forecast to call his kids? So there's a tornado coming and uh, N- NBC Washington meteorologist Doug Kammerer says, hey, hang on. Calls his kids and is like, hey, you need to get to the 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 closet or, or, or whatever, get get into a safe space because, you know, it's headed your way, blah, blah, blah. Literally on live television. Like that is phenomenal. I thought that I mean that's that's a, a wholesome way to start wild and wacky, but boy, can you I mean, how how crazy is that? Dude was like, hey, uh, I gotta warn my kids because I know what my kids are doing right now, and they're probably online gaming and they're not seeing this. So, so some great parenting there. That is phenomenal parenting. Yeah. He goes, he says, Kent, you there, buddy? Hey man, I want you to get down to the basement. We got a tornado warning. I want to make sure you and Callie get down as soon as you can. Uh, get in the bedroom down there and wait 10 or 15 minutes, okay? Do it now, he says. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That's that's a heck of a wholesome way to get started. Here we go. Goes downhill from there, doesn't it? That, yeah. J- JP, can we hear you now? Yeah. Can, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Hey. All right. There he is. I was worried earlier today. You, you never know what all works and what doesn't, but I'm glad glad you can hear me. Pete, Pete, I, heard, Pete heard me. I could tell when he was watching in when I mentioned about you know Pete being on the show on Wednesday and Wild and Wacky. Coincidence? I don't know. Pete got a chuckle so he could hear me, so that was good. Certainly not coincidence. At all. <laughs> no. uh, an update to a previous wild and wacky story. Oh, oh okay. boy! Yeah, I like this. Rarely yeah. do we get follow ups. You, you remember when Mike Tyson put out his ear shaped uh, <laughs> gummies? Yes. I'm not even sure if I mentioned that these are uh, they're edibles. They're not just like gummies. Oh, they're they're actually oh. edibles. Edibles with something yes. inside. Edibles. Yeah, something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What yes. what you think edible is, it is. Exactly what it is. <laughs> well, you Good know, for him. One, of the, one of the places where edibles are sold over the counter is in Colorado. Okay. Yep. Well, chew on this. Oh, oh. Mike Tyson cannot sell. His edible gummies in Colorado because, because they are shaped like ears, and it says they will atta- attract children. Mm. The law states that it cannot be shaped like humans, animals, fruit, or other images that could attract children. And apparently, a uh, an ear with a bite missing would attract children. But would it? No, but it, <laughs> it's, it's just because it, it it's an it's ear close enough. So it's it, it falls under the human. Where are kids going around chewing on ears? Though? Listen, and, unless it's Mike Tyson's kid. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure this was a play to not make you know Flintstone type characters or whatever, you know. But it just it just happens to fall mm. under that <laughs> that law. So Mike Tyson cannot sell his edible ears. Is this uh, just in, just in Colorado? 
in, in right. Colorado. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know if this changes anything in Vegas. That's a Colorado or, law. Yes, that is a Colorado the, state law. But the body part, edible can't look like a body part. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes, move so on, we got, please. <laughs> we've got we've got two unrelated yet loosely related uh, news stories here. One, a video in uh, coming out of San Francisco's Richmond district where a driverless car was stopped by police. I heard about this. And <laughs> I guess it fit the description, huh? <laughs> it must have. <laughs> San Francisco police stopped one of Cruz's autonomous Chevrolet Bolt EVs. I don't know. A Cruise is a is a a uh, company like of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And <laughs> because the car's headlights were not on, despite being it being at night, in the video. Uh, an officer can be heard saying, quote, there's nobody in it. <laughs> but a few seconds later, after the officer walks back to his police car, the autonomous vehicle, perhaps deciding the traffic stop was over, tried to drive away <laughs> before pulling over to stop a few That's what you get away. for thinking. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get for Don't thinking. Think. It only hurt, it only the, hurt team. the team. Who do, you, who do you write the ticket to? I don't know. Maybe Bruno Reagan's dad. I don't know. <laughs> Mac Reagan getting catching strays here on Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Uh, you had to, you Cruise. had to listen to yesterday's show to get that one. So you know, I wonder how that went over <laughs> at Parks and Rec. Hey, he uh, he retweeted the video. So there you go. Uh, the company crew says the car wasn't trying to make a run for it. <laughs> the vehicle first yielded to police and then pulled over to a safe spot for the actual traffic stop. The company says. One of the police officers contacted Cruz to inform of the situation. The driverless car did not receive a ticket. Uh, Cruz says it has fixed whatever caused the car to drive without its headlights at night. That's uh, not the first time a driverless car has been spotted by the police. Uh, 2015, a self-driving car from Google from the, the, their car project uh, was stopped in Mountain View, California for going just 24 miles an hour in the 35-mile-an-hour speed limit. Uh, so, so, yeah. so, again, nobody was in the car, right? No, no person. I mean, I get car. driverless car, but no nobody driver, was. No no passenger. Nobody. Nobody. The car was okay. empty. Empty. Okay. Empty of all passengers. It wasn't all just humans. somebody sitting in the back seat just chilling. So yeah. what would you do if you're driving down the road and you look over and you see a driverless car? Oh, let me tell you. ha. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what I would do, but it would probably be a similar situation to when I looked over one time and saw a guy wearing a Darth Vader mask oh God. and had to do a double take. Very confused. That's I'm dangerous. sorry, what? Huh? Yeah. What in the world? That's dangerous. I think it is dangerous. Uh, contrary to what Bruno had to say yesterday. I mean, I don't, I don't know that we give ourselves too much credit, but that... I don't mind self-driving cars, but autonomous driving cars I have a problem with. I need there to be a human in the, in the vehicle car. to fix in the event that headlights aren't turning on. Well, I mean, if, if I'm in an accident with an autonomous driving car, I mean, then who, what? who do I hit? Who do you then swap insurance with, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How do you get insurance for that? Who pays for that? Mm. Um, finally, again, loosely related here. A police officer in Lebanon, Ohio, has resigned 
after the police division said a self-directed internal audit revealed the officer had, over the past four years, conducted traffic stops where no citation was issued. Eric Holmes would complete a traffic citation form and submit the citation to the agency for internal accountability only, but the department said at no time were any vehicle operators issued citations that were not that were not completed at the time of the traffic stop and properly submitted for internal municipal court proceedings. The department said Holmes resigned during the investigation. He is currently being investigated for criminal charges. The dude was pulling folks over, not giving them the ticket, giving the department to say, hey, I wrote these tickets today. These are all the tickets I wrote today, but didn't give the drivers the mm. tickets. This man, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear badges, even though he's probably going to be, you know, I don't, I don't understand. So what happened when those tickets were, I mean. They the, weren't given to the municipal court. He just put them in the internal. So he he's basically saying, I wrote these tickets today. <laughs> Boss, here's all the tickets I wrote today. Got my quota. I just want you to see them. Got my quota. <laughs> yep. And yeah. That's, uh, this uh, Eric Holmes should not be prosecuted. He should be celebrated. You should be celebrating this man. <laughs> Give him a hand, folks. <laughs> you know what? He wouldn't have given a, a, a ticket to the driverless car either. Or anybody else. <laughs> anybody <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No citizens were issued citation from the fraudulent citation. So that was good. They didn't go back and give the people tickets retroactively. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. There, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Eric Holmes, American hero, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, folks, down here in uh, in southern middle Tennessee, just be glad you're not in Mobile, Alabama, where Jennifer Pulliam, no relation to Charles, I assume, is suing a developer and construction company because uh, – in January, someone came onto her property next to the Mobile Fairgrounds and tore down a home that had been in her family since the 1960s inadvertently. Inadvertently? Inadvertently. They inadvertently raised a house. <laughs> this is my grandparents' old home place. They bought it in 1965. It's been in our family ever since. Uh, I live and work in Leakesville, Mississippi, and got word of the, de- the demolition through a family member. They didn't know... I was unaware of it until they saw a news story and they contacted me. Um, basically, she's suing them because they weren't supposed to, Yeah, it was... It, oops. I, I, what do you do at that point? Oops. I don't know, but this would be worth keeping an eye on to find out. You know, maybe we can update this as well I'm because sure. I don't know what you do after you tear somebody's house down accidentally. Well, as... <laughs> As for what kind of damages she hopes to recover, Pulliam didn't immediately have an amount in mind. I'm not sure what they'll come up with or how they'll come up with it, but <laughs> the house is priceless to me. Yeah, Mo, you can't just do Control Z on that one, can you? There's no, no yeah. there, there's no Control Alt Escape or whatever on that one. Yeah, wow. Sorry, we accidentally tore down your family home. Man. Mm. <laughs> That's been in the family for 50 years. Since 1960. Hashtag my bad. Yep. <laughs> so crazy. I, 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 oh, I feel a new segment coming on. Hashtag my bad. Mm. Hashtag. Right there with this guy. Yep. Yeah. My bad.
Oh, man. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Mo, have you got the, the, the list? Which Oh, for tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Who do we have? Oh, we've got Chris Hughes of Fairview coming on um, to talk a little football. girls' flag football at 2.15. And that's all we have at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, so. We special, will have a second guest. It's going to be a special mystery mouse tool. Yeah. <laughs> TBA. <laughs> the guest to TBA. So if, uh, you know, if you're out there and you want to be on the show. Yeah, if you want to come on for about 15 minutes with us tomorrow, give us a shout. Sure. <laughs> we got some room. Well, we'll it won't cost you face. much. No. It won't no. cost you much. There you go. All right. We'll be back again 2 o'clock tomorrow. Y'all come hang out with us. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast or the video cast on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, or MainStreetSportsToday.com. We'll be back tomorrow. For Mo and JP, I'm Chris Yassing. Have a great day. See you then. <laughs>